this cold open. The cold open, then what you've been up to? Fan stuff, game, the news? Yeah, too late. I started recording already. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. You're a motherfucker. <laughs> but I didn't have my microphone, so now I'm back into it. Yes, very good. Well, very I'm, good. Sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure they could hear you, but um, yeah, you, you're, you're jazzed about having a structure again? I'm jazzed about using the word jazz. Yes. Like, I feel like that's an underutilized uh, word. It's like, it's a real, like, I don't know, like, you can feel good about something, but you can also feel jazzed about something, and they're not the same thing. Like jazz, gets like you can feel the music in your in your core. You know what I mean? Like something a little, you feel a little bit funkier about it. Yeah, pretty much. And I fucking hate jazz, but I like feeling jazzed. I can't remember the last time I said I feel jazzed about something. Mm, I I don't think I use that word in my vocabulary. Well, like let's let's break it down this way. What are the kinds of things that could make you feel jazzed? Ooh, see, I don't know because I don't use that word in my vocabulary. You like, got I, to. I instead I use stoked. It's not the same thing, man. Like, uh, but again, Jazz. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, what does it mean to be stoked? Because you stoke a fire. Yeah, stoked means like you're getting amped up, right? Because your your fire is building. So, oh, I feel stoked for this uh, Blink One Eighty Two concert. Okay, okay. So it's like you're, it's it's stoking the fire, like stoking your emotions into growing and becoming a bigger yeah. thing actually the way i think about it i think you can relate all these words to blink 182 so like i said you're stoked for this concert you're on the way for the concert uh-huh. but i think it's more likely that you'll be jazzed that you're able to get tickets for a blink 182 concert in the future i think i would be jazzed if the bathrooms at the blink 182 concert were not filthy and covered in heroin needles i feel like i would be see i don't know that's is it like it so then you'd be like Hey. It's like a delightful pleasure. This bathroom doesn't have heroin needles. You'd be more like, whoa, whoa, this bathroom doesn't have heroin needles. You'd be more psyched. Psyched? I think so. But psyched is is, is when you hear that they're coming. Psyched is oh, when true. you psyched is when you see the, 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 the announcement that they're playing Coachella. <laughs> That's true. Like, oh I'm psyched for that. Okay, cool. Yeah, so exactly. You go into a blink one eighty two bathroom, you see that it's clean and there's no you'd be you would be aghast. Would you be aghast? A G H A S T. Yeah, isn't that? Or would you be gassed like you ran out of breath? <laughs> would you be a gassed individual? I actually don't know what a gassed means. I've never so used it's that. Like, oh, it's like you know, it's like whoa. Hmm. I remember there was a phrase in my life, like a phrase, a phase in my life where I was using, I was constantly using words that I did not know the definition. Uh, oh yes, in, in, indubitably. I've stopped doing that because like people would be like, "What does that word mean?" And I, I don't know. I'm getting called out right now. <laughs> You know, there's a turning point in my life where I realized, like, around the time I was, like, 18, 16, or something, somewhere around there, where it's like, like, when do you remember, when do you remember the time when you understood what the word pretentious means, meant? Means, pretentious? I, I don't think I do right now. I mean, I, I can use it in a sentence. Right. But I don't have the definitions to it. Like, oh, that Blink-182 concert was so pretentious. <laughs> where, they, where they play the music no one and it was said so ever. pretentious. <laughs> No one said ever. Um, pretentious. What does pretentious mean? To, uh, um, does okay. Let, let me, me just take a defo. guess. Let me, to let me take defo. a guess. If I break the word down, it's to have some pretension. Um, that means so it's like a state of relaxation. Yes, it is to be in a state of complete relaxation. No, um, I don't know. Pretension. Uh, pretentious. Does it mean for something to have a lot of pretense? Do, do you feel like you understand when something is pretentious? You just don't know the definition. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, really. Pretty so much. what's pretense? Like, <laughs> so if something has a lot of pretense. What's that? Does that mean it has a lot of context to it? Like it has a lot of like pre, 
like you uh, I don't know my See, brain hurts thing. this too early in the episode okay. so here's the dictionary definition uh Quinta Google mm-hmm. uh, this is from Oxford dictionary pretentious uh adjective attempting to impress by affecting greater importance or merit than is actually possessed pretentious attempting to impress or affecting greater importance or merit than is actually possessed okay so it's like wow so in something is not that great. Oh, there's that drilling that we were afraid of. I told you it was going to start. They're like clockwork. Yeah. So well, how much is being heard by the audience? Ooh, I'm not sure, but we can check in a little bit. I want to finish this little little bit first. Because I don't want to lose this stuff. This is great stuff. Yeah, this yeah, 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 yeah. In the meantime, the audience can just kind of uh, trip out on like, oh my God, is that coming from my ears or is that coming from my environment? Mm. Um, People are like removing their headphones and just looking around. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right. Um, to... T- Okay, so to attempt to impress by by giving something greater importance. So, oh, does that mean that people used to wear pretentious wrongly? Why? Because, like, I think, okay, like, when, when you ascribe uh, 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 pretentiousness to something, yep. it's usually, like, uh, the blanket kind of feel. Like, I'm just going by how Go I feel it. when I see some, something pretentious. It's, like, some something or somebody... Um, almost pretending to be something they're not or like um, assuming uh, an identity or uh, that that is um, very cookie cutter or like trying to um, assume uh, yeah assume an, assume an identity that is not specifically genuine I feel yeah, like man. that's how it makes me feel I feel like you've been using the word wrongly no no but this is how I feel like most people use it you think so I think so no. like when somebody like sees someone that's assuming an ident- identity that is not wholly genuine because I think if you see or meet a genuine person you would feel it and understand that oh that's not pretentious like, like okay. when I see like a, a full on just fancy as fuck person that only has lunches at TWG and just owns that shit like completely I don't think that's pretentious that's not pretentious but it, okay let me ask you this then I kind of get where you're going uh-huh. but if you if you had like if you knew someone who was like a millionaire and was really fancy and really knowledgeable mm-hmm. and all they would do is eat McDonald's and wear overalls would you say that they're pretentious? no yeah, because by your definition, you would. It's only if they're going upwards, right? It's if it's only if like a hillbilly would only go to TWG for some reason. No, no, but see, like it's it, it, it's it, it's like when someone's assuming the identity, like yeah. like this whole billionaire that is going to McDonald's. If it's a genuine thing, if he doesn't do that as an act, as like a way of like, oh, look how humble I am, then I would not see that as being pretentious. Yeah, I don't know what was, the word pretentious means. Anymore. You don't know what the word pretentious means. Pretentious means no. just like things or people who pretend that they're pretend that's where it gets confusing yeah who, yeah who just put on airs of like extra importance like that's why you always see like oh this art piece is pretentious but really it's just a white square uh or you could be like oh, okay that okay so that where i was going with this whole talk about even bringing up the word up i feel like there's a time when you're a late teenager when you're starting to learn you're starting to build your vocabulary mm-hmm. where only pretentious people would use the word pretentious right does that make sense I guess. You might still be in that place. <laughs> I, I can't remember the last time I used the word pretentious because I've, I feel like that word comes with a lot of judgment, pre-judgment. Right. And like, um, that's something that I've tried to take out of my life for the last three, four years. Right. Yeah. So I don't feel like I've used well, I think that word very much. Well, I think it's nice to like assume that someone is not pretentious because pretentious is a, is a judgment call. Yeah, very much. Right. So it's, if you, it's pretty cool to not use it, but I mean... But don't you, do you agree? Do you, I guess not. I guess you haven't gotten to that place yet. Because like, I remember having this conversation in high school. I'm like, 
man, I think I'm starting to understand and understand this word, and now I feel like the only people around our age grab who use this word pretentious are people who are pretentious themselves. Maybe. Oh, wait, actually, no, 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 no. I recall the last time I thought to myself, this is kind of pretentious. pretentious. I went for a sound healing session. Um, You sound pretentious. I know, right? (laughs) Out of of curiosity, I went to a sound healing session, and everybody in the session looked exactly how I assumed they would look like. A lot of top knots, I'm guessing? Yeah. A lot of of top knots, a lot of wooden beads, a lot of flowy. Mm. Kind of like what you're wearing right now, John. We'll get into that later. (laughs) We'll get into that later. (laughs) Kind of like a a pseudo-faux-Asian-y kind of like... Um, hand woven ish thing. Oh, that's cool. It's it, it's it's like a lot of hemp, <laughs> some patchouli. Yeah, and I don't know something about that. Like like a group of people that completely met my expectations of like a cartoon version of what I think people that attend a sound healing session would look like. It's like they one hundred percent hit your expectations. Pretty much. It's it, kind of fun. It it it. It just lit a thought in my head. Like this is kind of pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> well. That sounds fun. And if we ever go to a sound healing thing, I would be jazzed to go. Yeah. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a sound healing seminar. Please put up your hair into a top knot or a man bun. And sit in full lotus position. Let the tones of this instrument, which has no name, or it does, as long been forgotten, soothe your soul. If you are vaccinated, please leave immediately. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of drilling in the background. Hello, hello there, everybody! Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Good Hang Podcast. My name is Nathan. And I am John. And I'm going to do a quick check on the sound right now to see if the drilling is disruptive or right. not. All right, Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. What a place to be. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing It's a good day for a good time with good hang And we are back Okay Apologies very much listeners, we heard all back right. on the recordings And yes, you could hear all of that, you could hear all of that <laughs> drilling And we're very, very sorry for that Yes, because our, our neighbors to the north, not the Canadians Our literal actual neighbors that are upstairs, on the 10th floor which is, wait, I don't want to give a tweet, which, a couple floors above us yes. <laughs> are drilling and, and doing some renovation and it's been loud as shit. Now we're moved. We've moved to a different location. How long have they been going? Or a couple months. A couple months. They're going for a couple months more. But like, it's like, it's, it's just constant drilling. It's so pretentious. How many, how many things can you drill? That's my question. I don't know. Apparently they're like doing their whole new floor. But let's not let it get us down, Nathan, because we are recording episode 103 and it's good to be here. It's, I'm just annoyed. There's so much drilling. Like how much, 
like are they are they drilling like a million holes in their floor that it takes them this long? Maybe. Good gosh. I don't know. But Nathan, I just got to point out something that just happened. So we're in your car. Yes. And you just moved an umbrella from underneath your feet to behind you. Yes. And you're now soaked. Yeah, a little bit. Why was there so much water in that umbrella? It was raining like crazy this morning. Yeah, you got to drain that shit, man. Because <laughs> it was just like, man, like, there's water on your phone. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. But don't worry, man. We're now we're we're recording. Uh, what's in fresh air? Yes, we're recording in the car. Uh, there there might still be some like little bits of noise here and there. We 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 greatly apologize, but um, hey man, that's the cost of consistency. We're trying to get this episode out to Dude, you. Hold on. on, a regular basis. Fuck man, my mind is constantly blown. Your chair, which I've this 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 car, which has I've been in multiple times, mm-hmm. has feet rests. Yeah, boy. What the hell? It's got. How have I not noticed rests. that? You got to you got to you got to observe. I, I do I'm completely unobservant. Yeah, so um good hang oh. has gone mobile because yeah. we're literally in a car. Um anyway, hey, yes, welcome back and um I have completely lost my rhythm. That's okay. <laughs> I keep my rhythm going, baby. It's all inside me. Okay. So, we're on episode 103 and as I said at the top of this episode, I am jazzed about having segments. So, Nathan, I think we just jump into our first one, baby. What you been up to? What's the f- Oh, that's a segment? Okay, sure. Uh, uh, this guy no rhythm at all. <laughs> Play the music. When you see your bud and want to know what's new, you just gotta ask, hey, what buddy. you been up to? Okay, um, what have I been up to? Or you go first, actually. Okay, I, I know what you've been up to. You've got some big news to like talk about. But in the pieces, meantime, yeah. I would like to talk about my little news. Yeah, and yeah. is that Nathan... As you've noticed of what I'm wearing, well, I'm not wearing it now because it's hot down here, mm-hmm. is my kimono. I bought a kimono, guys. You're that guy now. It's a kimono cardigan. What does that mean? Am I pretentious? Um, no, you're just that guy now. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. no well, it's, it's not a thing. thing I, is, I would like to own one as well. It's, it's just pretty a, cool. I, I've never come across one that's really spoken to well, me. Well, I got to bring you to a place then. that can. T- I'll talk about that. And I'll give a plug to where I bought it. But basically, yeah, I bought a, a cardigan kimono. I'll probably share a photo down the road of what it looks like. Because the reason I got it is because that show I was telling you about, the show I was telling you about listeners, the show Caught I'm doing with SRT, I'm basically playing the role of like an art curator slash host person. I'm just playing myself, but that's the kind of the role I'm pursuing. Right. And then part of the whole exhibit is talking about um, East meets West kind of culture. So I thought, what's more appropriate to wear than a kimono cardigan? Mm. And, and how how is prep for that show going, by the way? It's going really well. It's kind of insane. I'm really looking forward to how it turns out, but it's been good. When is it's it? Been good. When is it out? We're opening. Uh, we have our preview this Sunday, and then we open later that week. So this Sunday being September the eighth. Ah, is so. our first. Pr- it's the first time we get to do it in front of an audience, and then we have previews on the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth, and then the gala is on the thirteenth. I believe that's accurate. Get your tickets. Yeah, get your tickets. If you haven't yet, don't forget, guys, you can get $15 tickets if you are under the age of 25, Ooh, but um, over the age of three. Uh, but here's a, a good hang exclusive for y'all. Um, I'm, I'm going to be doing a ticket giveaway on my Instagram at some point for Cot. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> this is an exclusive. You haven't even told me this yet. Yeah. I, 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 they they cool. asked, and I was like, yeah, my friends are in it. Why not Sweet. give a shout out? Save for the podcast. Um, but yeah, um, I, I'm going to be giving a ticket giveaway. I think I'm giving away like a pair a, a a pair or two pairs of tickets I can't remember but That's when you great. see that post on my Instagram at Nathan Hartono shout out shout out to me um, uh, yeah go go listen to it and check it out I mean yeah. what, what am I talking about go <laughs> 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 go not listen to it go uh, 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 
uh, take part in whatever competition I put up. Yeah, and I'm guessing you haven't thought of the mechanics just yet. Not yet, but uh, here's a little secret. I'll be biased to good hang listeners. And oh! You can get a free pair of tickets. It's going to be trivia. Like, in what episode did blah, 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 blah. No, it won't be that specific. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. But yeah, that's cool, man. So, like, it's got me thinking for a long time. Because, like, though I may not appear it, I'm quite into fashion. Like, I'm not, like, you know, watching the latest Milan trends. But I like to look nice. Yeah. I think I think I like to dress up. Uh-huh. But I feel like ever since I moved back to Singapore, it's like, it's just hot. And I just want to wear a t-shirt and yeah. jeans and that's it. Yeah. Which is why I've got a recently gotten to sneaker game. Because I feel like you can express yourself that way via sneakers. But this cardigan is fun to wear. And the art gallery is, you know, air-conditioned. So I can rock this thing. It's pretty cool, man. I do want to get into that in a little bit, your sneaker obsession. But, like, yeah, I totally feel that. Word. Like, <laughs> Singapore is a tough place to really dress up unless, like, you're just going from mall to mall, staying in offices here and there. Yeah. But, like, the moment you set foot on the pavement, especially for me, I sweat so quickly. Exactly. It's like, it, what's the freaking point? It's yeah. like, you can look great, but you feel like shit. Half of my wardrobe is Uniqlo Aerisms. Yep. Yeah. Not a sponsor. You are wearing an Aerism shirt. I'm, li- I'm wearing it. one right now. It yeah. looks like chainmail. Yeah, no, but but like I'm not even kidding. Half of my wardrobe is that, and like I tend to just like cycle through them mostly, like usually black and gray because the white ones get a bit nipply. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is if you want to take it to the next level, I've really I've recently purchased a Lululemon T-shirt, and man, oh, that's look at comfy. you all fancy. Well I, well, I went to an outlet store in in Malaysia. Right, right, right. Still expensive, but it's mm-hmm. a great T-shirt. Just you know, fifty dollars. Yeah, I I I have had the same Lululemon. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a long sleeve kind of thing, mm-hmm. like a like a quick pants. dry. Talking about pants. No, no, no. Like long a long sleeve, sleeve pants. shirt thing. Um, How come pant legs aren't called leg sleeves? What are, I don't know because you when you use the phrase "I hope that guy has nothing up his sleeves," you're generally not referring to the inside of his pants. Yeah, you're referring to a gambler. Or, or a, a magician. magician. Yes. In which case, you should hope that they have something up their sleeves or else they have no magic trick. Yeah. But usually, I feel like now most magicians, they they always roll their sleeves up because it's become such a thing. Right. It's become There's such a phrase. Under here. That's actually really fu- That's really funny you think about it. You got arm sleeves and then you have pant legs. Like That's backwards. You want them to be arm legs and pant sleeves? No, no. What if, I mean, if, it, if we're going to call them arm sleeves, then we got to call them leg sleeves. That is fair. Or you call them shirt arms. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Who do I talk to about this, Nathan? Um, I believe you want to consult uh, the Oxford Dictionary like you just did a few... Fuck. few yeah, you should send an email to them. <laughs> I will. That's, so, that's fucked up. Dear Oxford Dictionary. Why didn't they call arm legs? Fix this. Right, um, yeah. pant legs. Yeah, okay, arm but, sleeves. but 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 uh, back to your sneaker. I'm gonna call it Shirt an obsession. Legs. I'm gonna call it an obsession because I live with you now, and I and I understand mm. now how many shoes you own. I was not aware of this. It's not as bad as other people on YouTube, for example. But okay, but you can't you can't compare yourself to the worst. I have a good amount of shoes. Well, here's the thing with me. Here's the thing with me. Okay, so one, I explained that I do like to express myself through clothing, and the best way to do that in Singapore is through sneakers or uh-huh, shoes, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I like. Um, I have weird shaped feet, like they're very wide. Okay. So when I find a pair that fits me, I tend to like stick with them. Right. So do for you, example, do you know if you have one foot bigger than the other? I think they they're not symmetrical, but they're not so much that I have to like get different pairs, okay. like custom made or whatever. Okay, okay. But I have really fat feet. I have really really wide feet. They're like triple E's. So like when I find a sneaker that happens to fit, I just like I dial in on it. For example, the 2017 Nike Free Runs, mm-hmm. which are the great like awesome sneakers. I have them in three different colors. 
Okay. No, I I feel that. I feel like like um I I get the whole like you find the perfect shoe you want to get that like I remember when I found this um one Adidas uh, uh what do Shout you call them? Uh, Ultra Boost. Ultra Boost. Ultra Boost. I don't uh, know anything about shoes. Line. I know jack shit about I've shoes. I've just first my but I've just bought my first pair of Ultra Boosts. But go ahead. Yeah, but Ultra Boosts like I will get that no matter what um in like a very easily matchable color because yeah. they are super comfortable yeah. i've had the same pair for i think about two years now so you're with me i'm, I'm with you on that but In you that have sense. so many shoes i think i'm also very materialistic <laughs> okokay let's do a rundown let me do let me do a uh, in my head of what's in my in my shoe lexicon not lexicon my shoe which armada not armada do we have my 20 arsenal. minutes it's not that much <laughs> it's a lot though yeah and to be fair a lot of them are like need to be sold and to be fair i've bought shoes like when i go to a trip to new york i was like oh i'm so awesome these are so great and then i come back and like months later i'm like ah, i can't wear these right like for example, i have boots i have a shit ton of boots i need to get rid of because i can't wear boots here they're too hot it's yeah. too uncomfortable see like i can name my shoes in like under seven seconds i have two pairs of ultra boost a pair of birkenstocks done yeah. Oh wait, no. I have like a pair of Adidas runners. I don't know what you call them though. I think they're also Ultra Boosts. Could be. They're a breed of Boost esque kind of thing. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Really, really as fast as I can. I have you know, three Nike Frees. I have two Nike Free Fly Knits, which are for rehearsals mm. because they're the best shoes to wear for rehearsals. We need to be able to move. Okay. I have a pair of uh, Pure Boost Goes. I have a pair of Ultra Boosts. I have okay. And then okay. Okay. I have a lot. <laughs> I have two pairs. Of, I have Jordan Ones and I have Jordan Fours, which are new, both new. Mm-hmm. I have Adidas Inikis and I have uh, white Spring Court leathers, the shoes of John Lennon. I what? That's not that many. What's an Iniki? It's just the name of the the shoe, which they changed to the I five seven five four for some reason because Iniki was trademarked. Cool, it's probably Japanese for something. <laughs> okay, I have a lot of shoes, but I dude compared to like like the I just outside happen- of our apartment is a wall of shoes. All yours. I feel, and like, we live with okay. three other women, John. Okay. I feel like, first of all, I feel like I'm being shamed. I'm, which yes, is cool. Second <laughs> I'm of all, I feel like you. I happen to live with people who don't wear a lot of shoes. Like okay. I, I think mine is close or slightly above average. What, listeners, respond to us. How many shoes are in your collection at this moment <laughs> that you actually wear? Yeah. I have a pair of rain boots that I wear when it's raining. I guess also. I know my brother had like a phase once because there was a moment in time where like every month at mm-hmm. least every month i would see a new pair of like very eye-catching shoes yeah like and he he's super like into loud like, shoes like he's super into like limited edition shit like yeah. he'll get see, like some like army print boba fett nike sneaker that's or what i'm fucking like talking about that's not nowhere near where i am at that moment mm-hmm. and i'm not that's that's the hype beast thing right it's like you get like the bape collaboration supreme collaboration i'm, yeah, not into that. Yeah, I'm just yeah. looking for cool shoes that are fun and are comfortable okay okay but i can kind of get into the limited edition stuff because only because like those those are the things that I will stop at and look at for a very long time mm. at, at the store. Yeah. But like, I can never bring myself to purchase them because it's always like, I'm going to wear this once and oh, that's it. Here's also a fun fact for you, Nathan, that you might find, you might disagree with. I have not actually spent that much on shoes. You know why? Because I go to, I go with the bargain hunting. Ah. So the m- most, it's, oh, thank you. That's okay. We'll just record in the car. <laughs> What? <laughs> that's our building guy because I was talking like hey maybe we can use our function room but he was like it costs $15 an hour I was like never mind we'll just record in Nathan's car Yeah, but he was like yeah we record already anyway as I was saying I'm trying to think of the most I spent on shoes okay the most recent purchase it was my new all white beautiful Ultra Boost 19s right mm-hmm. 
Now those retail for two hundred eighty Singapore dollars. Okay, I got them for one hundred and fifty US dollars. I'm too lazy to do the conversion. I believe that's about one hundred ninety. Yeah, around there, roughly, maybe yeah. like a smidge over two hundred. Yeah, and I, and then that's because I went bargain hunting. I went for the right website that had the right deal to, to ship them. The my gray night, my gray uh, fucking Jordans, and I know this is not fun for everyone because it's all very visual. My gray <laughs> Jordans I got as a gift from my sister in law. Mm-hmm. And then my Air Jordan, my Jordan ones, I got used on eBay. How much did they cost to ship, though? Doesn't it kind of even out? Not really. the The Air Jordans uh, that I bought from America cost fourteen dollars US to ship. Right. Using Easy Buy, shout out Easy Buy. Uh huh. So yeah. So I may be materialistic, but I try to save money. Right. You just buy your shoes new, you pleb. Yeah. Yeah. I also, go to, I go to Queensway and I just get like something. Uh, to be fair, Queensway has got good deals. Also, Do don't know? you don't you haven't you worn Yeezys in your life? No, Yeezy three fifties. Don't you have a pair of Yeezy three fifties? No, the black one with the orange stripe. No, am I thinking of someone else? You're probably thinking of someone else. You're I, sure you've never owned Yeezys? I could I could have sworn I've never that you've worn Yeezy version two. Are Yeezys the one with like the 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 the, the stripe and then it says like something like SB one fifty or something like that. It's it, there's like some kind of letter yes, yes, number like combination. I've never really looked into it. Yeah, I've never owned a pair of Yeezys. So, for example, that's another that's another line I draw. Like, I just find Yeezys ugly. Like, people like them because they're popular or because they're whatever. Because and people Kanye. will line up and sell them and whatever. That, that's just too much for me. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been I've been up in my wardrobe game, up and and my wardrobe. sneaker game. While you, Mr. Man, has released a new music video. Ooh, look at me. I'm no, no, not yet, songs. not yet, not yet. As is of, it not released yet? As of today's episode release, um, I know I said last week it'll be out in a week, but I, I, I misguesstimated. It's going to be out um, this Friday on the 6th of September, I believe. Okay. Yeah, so the song's going to be out on Friday midnight, and the video's going to drop around Friday, so meaning like Thursday, the night of Thursday, and then the video's going to drop Friday night. Um, around 9 p.m. Ah, uh, my bad. So, yeah. wait, okay, so my bad. So, a little inside knowledge. So, you showed me a video already. I yeah. thought that was just playing on, on YouTube. Was that like a private link? That was a private show? link. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Dude, it looks great. Yeah. The Thank song you. is super catchy. What's it called? Uh, the, home. No, that's a, that's another BTS song. No, Boy called, with love. No, what's it called? <laughs> you bastard. Yeah, the English name is Make It Right. Which is a BTS song. Unfortunately, no, no. But it's going to be mostly known by its Chinese name, uh, Pai Kuo Tui. Okay, I which will never means, remember that. Which means the li- the lines in which I have waited in. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a song about maturity. It's about growing up. It's about trying to be an adult. Yeah, it's it's kind of about like this current phase in life that I'm in. You talk about skincare? You talk about skincare at all? Toners and moisturizers? No, no skincare stuff involved. Although, although, funny you should bring that up. Mm. Um, I I recently went for a facial. Oh, yeah, my second one ever. Like were you talking about the chiropractor? Uh, the chiropractor. The, <laughs> what do you call face them face doctors? Face therapists. No, no, this is skin, skin doctors. What are they? Dermatologists. Dermatologists. <laughs> so you went to that because we also did a facial at home. That sounds gross. <laughs> uh, no, well, I mean, do those do those count though? Like, I've tried. I've put on masks before. We do masks, yeah, yeah. But like, I went to a place because before the first time I tried it was at some Korean face spa thing. Um, I think I posted a picture on Instagram which got mistaken for like a giant bukake party. Yep, I remember that. That was yeah. fun. Um, uh, but I I went to one recently. I think it's a place called Skin Inc or something. Um, I N K I N C. Okay. Like Skin Incorporated. Sounds like you went to a tattoo shop. That's yeah. why. Um, that is true. Uh, it it was it was like one of those quick forty minute facials. Okay. Um, and I am 
trying to do more of those things, just kind of like, you know, uh, taking better care of myself. Fair because enough. men are notoriously bad at doing so. This is like so. the fourth episode where we're talking about this, but let's get into it. Oh Quick. my gosh. So no, my, I, I don't want to get into it only know. because it's, it's, it's not that big a deal. I went to a facial place. They they touched my face well, I mean, It's a crazy minutes. experience. I don't think that everyone's done. Okay, so my aunt's a, a dermatologist, so I've gone to multiple facials. But let me, let me guess what they did to you. So the first thing they do is like a chemical peel, right? They do that? Uh, Put a little chemical that kind of burns a little bit, kind of burns away your skin? No, none of it burned. Whoa. Did they do yeah. like the black head popping thing with like a metal instrument? No. What the fuck did you do then? Um, they just rubbed shit on my face for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then they sprayed me with an oxygen gun that was like 99% oxygen um, and 1% saline solution um, that kind of unclogged my pores. It was oh. a very cold okay. spray. So uh, I don't know what it was. Oh, my, eyes, my eyes were closed the whole time. Fair enough. No, I, okay, <laughs> so my auntie's a doctor, so it's maybe a different kind of experience. Yeah, see, I don't think I went to a dermatologist. I think a dermatologist is like an official licensed medical doctor yes. that you go to to fix skin problems. Yes. Whereas this was more of like just a facial place. Okay, never mind then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not much to talk about there just because it was my first time going to this place and I don't know if the results are positive. How do I look today? Your face looks glowy in a nice way. Yay, Good it job. worked. Hooray. Oh, I didn't mean to jump the gun on your music video and your song, though. But yeah, I was excited, man. Oh, and yeah, I got yeah. my timing all wrong. No, no, no. There's really not much um, to talk about other than it's it's coming it's out come, on Friday night. and then, It's in like two days. Yes, in two days. I'm excited and terrified and I don't know what to think. But I'm just really happy to be getting music out again because it's been so friggin' long. Yeah. It's so frustrating when the music business side of things gets in the way of the music um but uh yeah it feels great um to to, to finally get new music out i've got like a whole bunch of backlog right now that i'm really excited to put out eventually um mostly chinese all chinese um chinese english here and there okay yeah um some dual language releases but I'm 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 genuinely excited to start feeling like a musician again. That's great, man. I, that's yes. awesome. When you say dual language, do you mean you're going to release a song in an English version and a Chinese version? Yes. Because this song, "Make It Right," not the BTS version. It's got it's like half in English, half in Mandarin. It's it's mostly, well, Mandarin, mostly Mandarin with like bits of English, English in there, thing, which is yeah. very in. I feel like that's what that's what bands like BTS are doing. They're like. They're like Korean, 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 English, 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 Korean, Korean. It's like it's it was really idea. just because I I felt like. Okay, so I didn't write the Chinese lyrics myself. Mm-hmm. I just kind of edited the Chinese lyrics and contributed little changes and phrases here and there. To make it easier to sing for whatever or whatever. Yeah, or maybe even sometimes to like improve the rhyme. Right. Um, and then I added the English lyrics only because I felt very disconnected from the song when it was completely right. in Chinese. Right. So I added the English lyrics, some things to kind of make it um, a little bit more my speed, I guess. Yeah, that's cool. Um but yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, and like again, not to ham- not to make fun of you because I keep bringing this up. There's one part there in the chorus that's like, <laughs> that's not proper English, but it works. It works. It works. It works. <laughs> they won't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's in a nutshell kind of what I've been up to as well. Although recently, and we haven't done this in a while, mm. I think, um, we recently separately in two separate sessions watched the same movie. We did. Which has been out long enough that I feel like we can just go into full spoilers. Yeah, and I feel like people haven't watched it yet. I mean, they probably will eventually, but we should talk about it because it's... Such a great movie. Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Yes. I mean, if you haven't watched it yet, please do. But like, if I'll even go with like this. If you're not into Quentin Tarantino, you should. Because <laughs> in a world that we're in now, entertainment-wise, where everything's owned by Disney, Quentin mm-hmm. Tarantino is, is strictly very much not Disney. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to respond to corporate overlords. He's just not some ongoing thing. And yet he creates his own kind of universe, which is kind of just for fun. 
but he is a true and not not to be uh, the theme of that but not to be pretentious but he's like a real director who's a real artist yeah like the shit he does is fucking crazy and yet it's still wildly entertaining I think he's one of the few directors I think it's a short list of like maybe the Christopher Nolans the David Finchers um to a certain extent, the Paul the Thomas Anderson, James I mean, Cameron's, uh, James Cameron. To a certain extent, to a certain extent, with a certain audience. But like, wait, like yeah, that are he's the kind of um, movie maker whose name draws in people as opposed oh, to the yeah, actors. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're when going like, to watch a Quentin Tarantino. Which yeah, happens to have Leonardo DiCaprio, yes. Margot Robbie, yes. and Brad Pitt. Yes, yes. As opposed to like you know, when you're going to watch the Avengers, you're not going to yeah, watch yeah, a yeah. Russo Brothers movie. You're going to watch an Avengers movie. And even then, that's not. It's not like you're watching a Robert Downey Jr. movie or a Captain or a Chris, Chris Evans movie. movie. You're going for the Marvel yeah experience, right? But like when I, I feel like these Quentin Tarantino things, and again, sorry if you can hear the construction sounds. Yep. I'm going to try my best to reduce that in post. <laughs> But we're being surrounded by construction right now. Yeah, um, that's ironic. I think the drilling has stopped on the tenth floor. <laughs> Son of a bitch. We just we, this, this, we're going to commit to where we are, though, right? Yeah, I guess. Okay, um, but yeah. So it's one of those few movies where, like, you go for the director, and I think with this movie more than any other movie in recent memory, you're solely going for the director because mm-hmm. I feel like no one knew what the hell this movie was about. No, I intentionally did. Like I, I like I said, like when I'm, I know I'm going to watch a movie. I'll watch the first trailer on my phone to like get a handle of it and kind of get my brain to start processing what it could be. But then I don't watch anything. So that's what I did. Like I watched this movie. I knew that Leo and Brad Pitt were in it and that's like and that it was in Hollywood and I knew nothing else. Right. Now lucky for me and like I don't want to get to spoiler territories but get into one, it. Nah, get not into yet, it. not yet. We'll, okay, we'll, we'll not pitch yet. a little bit more. Okay. There's I just happen to know the story of Sharon Tate and Charles Manson. Right. Enough. Right. Like if I was going to suggest some, if you guys are like, oh, I'm peaked, I'm kind of slightly interested, which we haven't quite sold the movie yet, mm-hmm. but you know nothing about Sharon Tate and the Char- and Charlie Manson and the family and his family, the Manson family, the Manson murders. Family, look that up just a little bit. Just Google that's Manson all you family need. murders. Other than that, man, sit there. The movie is long as fuck, but that's great. Mm-hmm. Like it's just different. Just relax into it. Enjoy the acting. Enjoy the director's vision, and it's just a great story. So, like in a nutshell, can we say what the movie is kind of about? Um, it's about, I, 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 I don't know if I can say it. it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's a moment in time captured mm-hmm. in Hollywood. So it's set in 1969, Leonardo, <laughs> 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 that's a sexual position. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio plays like an actor who's past his heyday. He was like a cowboy in television and now he's struggling to get roles in film and in the new versions. Cause, because uh, of that and then Brad Pitt is his stunt double who's kind of become just his gopher like his kind of assistant guy who just hangs around him because they're good friends Yeah. and uh, Margot Robbie plays uh, Sharon Tate who is a real actress who in 1969 was on the rise was kind of set to be the next star mm-hmm. but tragically she was murdered so yes. that's not a spoiler she was, tragically she was murdered and kind of there's been really interesting articles and like books about how her murder in August of 1969 was kind of the turning point for I mean, definitely L.A., but maybe even, like, society as a whole in America. Yeah? It's kind of like where, uh, like, if you look at Hollywood, that was, like, the golden age. Uh, and then and it was, like, everything was bright and shining. And then after that, 70s came out and, like, things like Easy Rider and, like, all these, like, dark 
like un- Taxi Driver. Right. All those movies started coming out that was like, oh, we need to be a little bit more untrusting of society. Right. It was like before that, doors were locked and everyone knew each other. And after that, people were like, oh, fuck you. Right. Do you think it was also like before that, Hollywood almost seemed like a different planet? It was like oh, this 100%. untouchable kind of society. 100%. And then all of a sudden, some random dude off, the- not random, he was he, he was a known, not known, but he was a musician right, at yeah. the time. Um, some guy got a bunch of people to kill her pretty much he he never committed the murders himself yep that's like kind of the big thing about this whole thing he never once like shot a gun or stabbed anybody or did anything all he did was use his words and his persuasion yep. to get a bunch of like lost children young people to commit some very heinous acts yeah, and they were on all, his behalf they were all like specifically part of the hippie culture of like wandering yeah. around leaving their parents home doing yeah. what they want to do free love not shaving their armpits all that shit <laughs> and um yeah, so, like, the Sharon Tate murders happened, the Beatles broke up, a bunch of shit, like, the Kennedy assassination, that all kind of lumped in that par- area when, like, the loss of innocence in America. Mm. So, like, this film is, like, looking at that through the filter of what it was like being in Hollywood. It's a fucking great film. I, so, so I, I definitely didn't have that much historical context of, like, I, of course, I knew all those things mm-hmm, happened. Mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. didn't really put those contexts with that movie. All I knew about it was that, like, I watched it for two hours and 45 minutes. It's long, yeah. And was just loving it the whole time. It was such a comfortable journey. And it's it's just, like, other than uh, Jackie Brown, I feel like all Tarantino movies, I can kind of just, like, sit back, relax, and watch a guy do his thing. Yeah. You and know? Jackie Brown's the only one I haven't seen, actually. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of meh. That's why I kind of hear about it. It's, it's the only one of his movies where, like, you feel like you can kind of be on your phone and watch at the same time. Right. Unfortunately. But um, other than that, like, I feel like his movies, you, it's, it's just, it's so well put together. Mm-hmm. The acting is always just, like, it's it's never just people acting. There's always something very intriguing about it. Uh huh. There's always an Multiple intention. There's layers to this thing. There's always happening. an intention. There's always a purpose behind everything, and that can't be said for a lot of movies nowadays. Yeah. I feel like a lot of movies nowadays they kind of just like they're they're almost filling time almost or like you know adding a B plot or C plot just because they have to. Yeah, like that, and that's the thing. That's a lot of people. Maybe you guys have heard that like, oh, I don't like this movie. In, uh, Once upon a time, how it has no story. But that's because it's just doing it in a different fashion. Like, I feel like my advice to you is that, uh, dear listener, is that, you know how when you watch, like, a Marvel film, like Captain America, you have that, that energy with you, you're like, oh, I can't wait to fuck one happens, I'm on the edge of my seat. This is not the kind of film to do that. This is a seat mm-hmm. where you, like, relax your brain, sit back in your seat, and kind of let it wash over you. Yeah. And, like, I think he does tricks, tricks, or he does things to kind of get you in that space if you're receptive to it. Like, that first scene with Al Pacino is fucking long. Yeah. And it's just two dudes talking, basically. Yeah. But like I was did, surprised that there were cutaways though. I didn't see that coming. Like cutaways. Oh, like Family Guy. Family. No, no, no. no. Like during the Al Pacino uh, 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 scene, mm-hmm. there were a lot of cutaways. When I thought, like, oh, I feel like Tarantino wouldn't have cut away to different things. He would have just stayed on these two people. But, right. Eh. But I mean, yeah. It's just oh, fuck. I can't, I can't even. I can't even gush enough about this movie. Like, it's so crazy how many layers he's working on like you know how like Quentin Tarantino is famous for like stealing or like using the movies that he loves like spaghetti westerns right. kung fu movies right. black exploitation movies right. like I feel like Once Upon a Time Hollywood like steals from like Quentin Tarantino's own oeuvre like it's like that's a that's a fucked up word oeuvre anyway pretension like, I know <laughs> I was like man look at this it's like I feel like there are times in the movie Quite literally, where Leonardo DiCaprio is playing the same character that he was playing in Django. Django. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, like, there there were parts... 
there were parts where it's like, dude, I'm watching Inglorious Bastards again. I coined quite literally. Yeah. Like, that's at the very beginning, right? I think it's in the trailer, too. The, Did anyone order fried sauerkraut? <laughs> like, it's all his different, like, like was just like he's quoting himself now and like this is his ninth film and like he famously that he's doing 10 and then he's done i don't know how true that is but this is like um so good so good and i don't know if we how how much have we sold this movie but you should just watch it anyway yeah but it's, it's, it's a tough one to talk about mm. just because it's on 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 one level it can be seen as a very like open inverted commas boring movie yeah. Like I understand that perspective, especially if you go in without any context or knowledge of wh- when this is set. Yeah, and if you have that kind of like, uh, not to put a blanket statement, like millennial ADD of like, what's next? What's next? What's happening here? Because like, he just takes like fifteen minute detours to just explore something that, quite frankly, is just kind of cool. Yeah, like it adds to the story for sure. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm talking about like the. F- uh, how much do I give away? Like, okay, so this is in the trailer, so I don't feel like this is too much of a giveaway. But like the Bruce Lee stuff. Yeah, like it's just like cool no no <laughs> like, but see, it, it adds to it and it's like at the end you're like oh that makes sense but it's like also but it like, does like it, it it that scene was so important because like without that scene you wouldn't have believed at the end that brad pitt could have done what he did yeah exactly yeah like everything was set up so subtly yeah and in such fun ways like, like even the thing of the dog like, right where they oh, set yeah, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they set up where like if he if the dog gets a certain instruction he's not going to move or leave until oh brad it totally pitt instructs okay, now we're going to territory which we shouldn't should we? I, I, we, we? We set this up in the beginning. This movie has been out long enough. It might not even be in cinemas yeah, anymore. Yeah, but I don't want to spoil it at all. Like, I feel like, okay, how about I give us three minutes to talk about spoilers and then instead of making like a timestamp, we'll just I'm gonna give us a strict three minutes and then we can fu- fully spoil it because I genuinely feel everyone should watch this movie. Okay, and so by st- talking about the ending and the spoilers, we definitely spoil it. Okay, but I feel like enough people have seen it and they want to hear about us talk about it. Right, fair enough. Okay, okay so, so really start. start three minutes so ready, and go. 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 Okay, so like I really loved how he defied the expectation mm. of like the murders actually happening. Yes. Sharon Tate does not die in this movie. Yeah, which is like you see, which is what I mean because he did the exact same thing in Glorious Bastards. Yeah. He, he rewrote history. He rewrote history. So that's what this thing about. I mean, that's what the title is too. Like, it's kind of perfect because like the last <laughs> shot of this movie is the title coming up on screen, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in a fairy tale font. Yeah. And that's kind of the idea. And it's, it's like a what if brilliant. story. Because yeah. his whole career, Quentin Tarantino was like, Plagued by notices of like, oh, your shit's too violent, or you're making you're making reality violent. But in this film, he's like, okay, what if I use my fiction and make reality less violent? Yeah, he's taking like he he's been known to say in several interviews that movie violence is not real violence, mm. and in this one, he literally takes out real violence and from puts, the world and puts in movie violence, like like fairy tales, like just yeah. like what if this very dark, horrible thing, as you said, that kind of ushered us into a loss of innocence, did not happen? Yeah. And the good guys won. Yep. And I found that so... It was such a great idea. It was, it's, it's wonderful. Especially because they mounted up so much tension before that. Like, the whole movie, every scene you see Sharon Tate in, even though it can be argued that, like, her character didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, people are saying, like, she didn't have enough dialogue. But I'm just like, that's not the point, though. Like, I like how she's presented this, like, like a snapshot of time of, like, this yeah. beautiful thing. Like, she's she's walking around town and she's watching her own movie and she's enjoying it. I'm like, this is so amazing. I love how they And I thought it was going to be tragic. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's the tension mounting. But mm-hmm. I really loved how they presented her as this very lonely soul, but not, not like, a tragically lonely soul. Mm. Like, just very, like cool with herself like yeah. if you notice a lot of this, her scenes were just by herself yep. and the few scenes that she had with friends and all that she didn't really always look all that happy or in it yep. and I, I, I haven't really broken down what that means yet but I just oh 
I just enjoyed that because I that's a very specific thing that I can kind of relate to. Yeah, I was listening to the Kermode and May podcast and they had a really cool point. It's like everyone in this movie, in, including and especially Sharon Tate, was like killing time yeah. when they had not enough time to kill. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Wow. Like people just sitting around waiting to film and, and talking wow. to each other not knowing that the world is about to change around them. Wow. Except it's subverted by Quentin Tarantino making it that it's not changed. That's it's amazing. really cool. We have 30 more seconds to talk about spoilers. What else do you want to get off your chest? Like, the sheer... Like, I was like, oh, this movie's not that violent. And then, holy shit, this movie's <laughs> incredibly violent. It's just constant smashing against, like... But it's like, if anyone deserves to be wasted like that, it's those three people that yeah. massacred. Like, yeah. I went... As usual, I went into, like, looking at the real-life thing and, like, holy shit, there's some graphic photos of what happened. Don't yeah. look it up. Yeah. 12 seconds. Um, 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 uh, uh, good movie, uh... 9.5 out of 10. Uh, and that's when the aliens came in. And I was like, what the hell? They're al- <gasps> oh, no. Three minutes have passed. Okay, welcome back, non-spoiler people. If you skipped ahead, if you pressed that 30-second button six times. Is that right? One, yeah, two, I was yes. like, oh, like, you did it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, but, like, it's such a great movie. I highly recommend it. It's like, you know what's cool about this movie as well, Nathan, is that it's, like, it's so many different genres in one movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, like, a Western. There was... That's my favorite part, actually, was the scene where, like, Leo's character is shooting a Western that seems so fake, and then Brad Pitt's character was living a Western that seemed so real, like, when he went to the Spawn Ranch. Yeah. Oh, my God, this movie. I have. I want to watch it again. <sighs> There's not enough things to say about this movie. Please it's, go it's, watch it. it. But it's also really just an example of, like, how a good director with good written dialogue can change everything. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. like, look at what Quentin Tarantino did to John Travolta. Sure. Like, before Pulp Fiction, John Travolta was not in very many good movies. And he didn't proceed to be in a lot of very good movies after either. I mean, have you seen Gotti? Have you seen Face Off? Have you seen the O.J. Simpson things? He's awesome in that. He is pretty good American in that. American crime See, story. That, okay, he's like the most frustrating actor, where yeah. it's like, he's amazing sometimes and sometimes... Like, have you seen Gotti? No, I haven't seen that. It is he inf- plays John Gotti? Yeah, it's oh. infuriating to watch because <laughs> it, he just looks so weird. Um, looks pretty fucking weird in the American crime story, too. Yeah, but it kind of works, I guess. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, Pulp Fiction uh, led to... Because it was John Travolta, he did Grease. Yeah. And then he kind of didn't do much. Then he was on TV. Then he did the Look Who's Talking movies, I guess. <laughs> yes. Then he did Then he did Pulp Fiction. Then he was like... Then it was like, oh, the the Travolta-sons. Yeah. Face he, off he, and he like all that shit. Him. He McConaughey'd yeah. him. But like... And then man, Scientology. To be that good. To be that good of a director and, and writer. Freaking hell. And so also Brad Pitt and Leo. Come on. Okay. Let's, let's wrap this up with this, Nathan. I would like to ask you, how would you rank... The Tarantino movies. Oh, geez, that's tough. I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, there's um, nine okay, of them. Okay, fine. Let me let me just try off the top of my head. Uh, Jackie Brown definitely at the bottom. Okay, but my top. I'll start from bottom and then top. Let's do that. Let's do that. And I'm bringing up a list now of all of his movies, just okay. so we don't miss any. My top is definitely Inglorious Bastards. Okay, because that's the one that I feel like I can watch multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have. Um, I can't say the same about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's the thing. As like much you, as yeah, you're just talking about that. How you don't yeah. really want to watch it again. As much as I enjoyed it, I don't know if I could sit through two hours and forty five minutes again that way. But yeah, uh, Inglorious Bastards is definitely on top because that movie is just scene to scene amazing. Mm-hmm. Followed by Pulp Fiction. Followed by Reservoir Dogs. Followed by Kill Bill Volume One and Two. I count that as you, one, as one big movie. Thing. So do I. Um, uh, and then I would say. Uh, Hateful Eight? Oh, I, okay. I didn't like Hateful Eight. Okay. I did not like that movie. I'm going to put that near the bottom with Jackie Brown. Because Hateful Eight, what was so annoying to me was that that movie was so well done until mm-hmm. the end. 
where they just like oh all these characters that you've grown to love bye bye no payoff no no freaking uh, 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 it doesn't go back to the one as a, as musicians say <laughs> back um, to the one yeah and uh, yeah and then I guess sandwiched between Kill Bill Volume One and Two and Hateful Eight would be Django okay yeah that's my that's interesting that's my list I think ours is quite different actually uh, so I'm gonna have to put uh, in, okay so Inglorious Bastards and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are probably tied right now Ooh. but if I had to, if gun to my head right now I would say um, Inglorious Bastards number one you got to man like uh, Once Upon a Time in farmhouse is so scene. good the, all the scenes like the very first the farmhouse scene, scene the dinner the bar scene, scene the bar scene it's legendary right Oof. Um, I would say that's one and then it, uh, Once Upon a Time is a close two which might overtake it over time when right. I watch it more uh, after that, ooh, it gets really tough. I would say, actually, I think I'll put the Kill Bills up there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like my experience of Kill Bill might be a bit tainted mm. because I watched those movies on like pirated VCDs. Right, that's not going to help. Yeah, I watched those <laughs> movies on pirated VCDs when I was like thirteen. I don't know how, how old I was. Fourteen, maybe. Right, right, right. Um, the year they came out because I wasn't able to watch them in the cinemas. Oh, fair enough. Fair and enough. I didn't know how to torrent or anything. Well, I think we got to do like a Quentin Two marathon. Again, in our when our home st- when our home studio is set up, I'm I'm down. So after Kill Bill, oh, uh, that's where it gets like I don't know. Like my first Tarantino movie I watched was Reservoir Dogs, so it has a like a warm place in my heart. But right. it's also so Re- Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction are kind of there. But it's like, is it like, do I not rank them high because they're old? Do I rank them too low because I'm not sure. You got to give originality points as well, though. True, true, true. Like, I would in the say context, you got to contextualize like when they came out. That's the thing too. It's like you know, I mean, it's like. I feel like Pulp Fiction is sort of similar to um, uh, Citizen Kane, where it's like it's so groundbreaking, but is it really, really, really good? I'm not sure. I have to revisit this someday. But I would say so. After Kill Bill goes uh, Reservoir Dogs, then Django, then Pulp Fiction. I would say. Cool. Uh, Death Proof goes after that. Does that count? I, it's half a movie. I don't know. Okay. If it counts, it counts. I All mean, right, most people fine. tend to count it. Yeah. Then Hateful Eight, which I still didn't. I still quite liked it. I didn't like it. Right. I, I just remember being very annoyed by the end of that movie. Oh, that because like I it, it there was so much good build up and so much like character work mm-hmm. being done. And then in the end it goes nowhere. But I guess uh, Yeah. Uh, and then bring up the bottom is Jackie Brown, which to, uh, to be fair I haven't seen. <laughs> I have not seen Jackie Brown and that's messed up. Eh, it won't really change your life. Fair enough. Yeah. But that's cool, man. That's what we've been up to this week. What have you guys been up to this week? Let us know on Instagram or on our website, and you can email us at contact at goodhangpodcast.com. Hey. Just share with us. We'll be your little diary. Yeah. But now I think, Nathan, it's time to move on to a little bit of a fan mail. A little bit of a mail from a fan. Well, let's, let's, what do, you, what do we call the segment again? Uh, we, we read, read your, your shit. shit. Play the music. Listen to us talk all day. You've got things you want to say. All you do is ask. Because we read your shit. Alrighty, so we've got one little message today which I thought I'd like to share because it is very sweet and very nice. So this is from uh, T, let's call her T. She says, hey John and Nathan, here I am finally making the move to pop you guys a message after the longest time of holding back because I'm not someone who really speaks out. Pop, 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 pop. I've actually forgotten how exactly I came to know about the podcast, but definitely through being a fan of Nathan. (laughs) Sorry, John. Well, you know what? (laughs) <laughs> whatever delete that message now nah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna stop reading right there okay. uh, I've just finished listening to episode 100 and it was really an episode full of roller coaster emotions but love how unfiltered you guys are in the podcast oh thank you 
Personally, I am struggling uh, and diagnosed with mental health issues such as depression, which was more heavily mentioned in the latest ep before this ep was released. So that's 99. Mm -hmm. I remember there was an episode where John shared with his uh, that he had battled with depression and was having to be on meds before it before. While listening to that, I felt comforted to know that, hey, I'm not in this mental illness hellhole all alone, and it's not a shameful thing to admit about. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you so much for saying that. We live in Singapore, and we know how much of it is a stigma to be talking about mental health over here. So I'm admiring your bravery and for opening up and sharing with us, us, John. Thank you. As for Nathan, thank you for being such a down-to-earth person despite your fame. (laughs) Fame. Uh, Really love that positivity going on in you. There were countless times where I struggled to find the reason to breathe on and really needed something for comfort. I will then refer to a photo that I was hugging you and being a fan of Nathan has let me see and experience much more, e.g. behind the scenes of a shoot, the amount of time and effort being put in for a short video. In this sense, it teaches me to be more appreciative of what goes on to an artist's work. Never anticipating for new content, uh, been anticipating for new content ever since the release of of Chinese Words. Yeah. That one, the last last single. Uh, P.S. I can't wait for Good Hang li- uh, Good Hang's live show, and hopefully I can be there. Hey yo, from T. Thanks T. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you for dropping us a message. And uh, guys, if you want to do that too, feel free to message us. Probably Instagram is the best place to do it. That's Good Hang Podcast on Instagram, or drop us an email or visit us our website. Yeah, all the contents are in the show notes. Thank you so much, T. Um, I mean, uh, uh, where do you start? I yeah, mean, first of all, start? from a place of gratitude. So thank you so much yeah. for listening. It's been awesome, and thank you. For opening up about, in your own way about your own issues that you face with. Because we all, you're right, man. You're right, T. We are not in this boat together, uh, alone. We are in it together. <laughs> Nobody is ever going through the weird shit that life throws at us alone. Yeah. It really can feel that way. And I completely understand why and how. Just because, like, from a very young age, we're taught to, like, deal with our problems by ourselves. Yeah. We're, we're not encouraged to talk about the things that, that make us uncomfortable. We're not Are encouraged... You specifically to, in Singapore, or...? Uh, I guess, from my from, from mm-hmm. my experience growing up, at least, and understanding a lot of other people in Singapore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just that we're not given those tools at a young age. Mm. Any problems, we, we're taught to fix it by ourselves, or just kind of, like, wait for it to pass. We're not encouraged to talk about the things that make us uncomfortable. We're not encouraged to think uh, talk, talk about... Um, like taboo things like mental health or depression and i feel like that stigma is slowly going away only because it's very circumstantial it's only because i feel like these things like depression mental health issues are becoming so much more rampant yeah because more than ever there's so much intake there's so much like input that we're getting from the rest of the world through social media through the internet through just like the exhaustion of that ecosystem Mm -hmm. um and especially with like um, life being so much more insular with like Netflix and YouTube that you can just kind of drown yourself I in. I mean, totally. Or, I mean, it also could be a case that just it's the issues have always been the same, but then it, they're being more reported now because of social media and like stuff like that and people coming out. I'm not sure what it is. Okay, but like all from, I know is that every generation will face a new set of problems. Definitely. And, and this is ours. From, from my understanding, at least, because I recently did a little QA on my Instagram just yeah, about like, yeah, what's, yeah, what's yeah. bothering you? Like, what's up? And a lot of people. Um, they just have this intangible sadness or this very w- weird wash of um, uh, You're talking about not feeling, feeling ennui? enough. Feeling what? Ennui. You really want to dig deep into this pretension thing, don't you? I don't you? know. It's just, what just, is ennui? Sometimes there's a word for things. It's that exactly what you're, what you're describing. Is that, is that what you get when you, when you make a steak and then the, 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 the juices at the bottom? <laughs> is that an ennui? No. And you know what's <laughs> fucked up is that I don't even know how to spell it. 
Yeah. Hey Siri, what is ennui? E N N U I. Oh, E N. I always thought that was pronounced N U I. It's like a like innuendo is uh, uh, innuendo and. And and NUI is many innuendos. And know. genuine is the guy who sang pony. Yes. Uh, ennui is a feeling of listlessness and dissatisfaction arising from a lack of occupation or excitement, uh, which is basically what you're describing, right? I'm not sure if that. Is, this, I mean, that's definitely that's definitely a part of it. That's definitely a part of it. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people. They just kind of have this wash of sadness that happens from well I, I know you're not on social media that much nope um, so you might not really understand this but the poisonous kind of aspect of social media is that it can become very impulsive mm-hmm. you start to even lose reason like oh I, I opened Instagram I closed it and I literally opened it two seconds later I've like, done that multiple like, times that's how yeah, 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 that's yeah. how like automatic it is and you don't even realize it because it's like so ingrained into us at this point and we don't realize that looking through these things it causes a lot of comparative happiness oh, that's, that's, that's something I'm actually going to bring up when we talk about the news a little bit later yeah. but yeah that's so interesting I feel like that's kind of the byproduct of a lot of so- social media that you end up comparing happiness um, feeling like you are less than feeling like you need to live up to something more and therefore feeling like you're not enough mm. and um, it's it's completely natural to feel that way don't ever totally. feel like it's not okay don't totally. ever feel like you're going through that shit alone I don't know how much it helps to know that other people are going through it as well but I hope it does I, I know it does I think I, it's yeah. like for speaking from my point of view like even just just having a conversation with someone else who I know has depression and we talk about our issues and, and be like, oh man, I feel the exact same way. Oh, I did the exact same thing the other, like the other night when I wasn't feeling so great. It's like, just to know that you're not alone, not to, in a way, understanding that you're unique, but you're, that your experiences are not. Yes. Is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you T for reaching out to us. Let's see what else she says here. Um, yeah, she says in the same sense, it teaches me to be more appreciative of what goes on and how an artist work, which is a cool point of view. But I also want to like, appreciation's a good thing, to appreciate what you have in life and what you, I think it's really easy to focus on the negative, but to appreciate what's good as well is good too. Because I was actually going through that same thing recently where like, as you know, Nathan, when you do a show, when you do a play, the director gives you notes, things to improve, things they want done differently and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Now, any good director or a director worth their salt will also tell you the positive as well as the negative. Mm-hmm. And I always used to do this thing where like, I'd hear the positive, I'd like, like not even hear them, not even listen to them because I'm waiting to hear like, oh, how do I make myself better? Right. That's actually kind of damaging. I feel I like feel. That's, that's completely natural. Totally natural. I feel like most people on social media, like, you know, content creators or whatever, or even just regular, just like you guys, right? Like, you can see... Like a, a picture might get like say for example twenty comments and nineteen of them are like oh so pretty oh like so nice oh congratulations one oh yay fucker. and then one guy goes like hey why are your nose like that uh? yeah. or like or like you know like, uh, it's like hey uh, your your clouds are photoshopped yes <laughs> something like that and it just takes that one little thing but I feel like most times it affects us the most when there is some truth to it. Mm. I would like to believe that most people have the perspective to be able to see a troll comment for what it is sometimes um, and, and just see, no, see it as rubbish. But yeah, I think the ones that really, to, the ones that hurt the most are the ones that have like a kernel of truth in them that kind of resonate with you in a certain way. Mm. Yeah. And that's when I become a little bit grateful for it, although a little bit resentful at the same time, like, hmm. oh man, like, I'm hearing these things. But, you know, uh, silver lining, 
if you see if something truly hurts you in a way that you feel like you can do something about it and improve, then go for it. Yep. But if it's really just like some troll-ass comment, like, hey, your ear is weird, then fuck off, you know? They're just looking for attention. Pretty Don't much. Give them satisfaction. Pretty much. But thank you. And that was this week's We Read Your Shit. Yay. Guys, can't tell you enough how much we love hearing from you guys. So please, 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 contact us. Contact, contact, <laughs> uh, I can't talk. Contact us on the Insta, on the email, wherever you, you know, consume our shit yeah all in the show notes as usual mm-hmm. Nathan I believe you have a game plan for us it's been do a while we, since do we have enough game. time we're an hour in oh my goodness yeah what do you think how long does your game take um, it's like six questions okay no one likes the games alright let's just jump in the news jump into the news we'll, I'll save the game for next week then cool alright news one two three four world news interviews while on Terra puppy shoes television movie sports racist fans tiny horse so many things in the world we're in did you hear about that thing dude Nathan speaking of the tortures of social media um what would you do, Nathan? Let me ask you this. If you were in the most highest grossing movie of all time, if you were like a down to earth guy who just wanted to contact his fans, um, what would you what would you do? How would you keep in contact with your fans? Instagram sure. Twitter. So I don't if know. you are Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe's Hawkeye, if your name is Jenny Marie Renner, then mm. obviously you want to launch your own app. Oh. Have you not seen the Jeremy oh, Renner app? Motherfucker? I've seen this. I've seen this. Which I've is seen basically, this around. Which is basically Instagram, but Jeremy Renner. Okay. But like Jeremy Renner has launched an app. And let's see. I just I just downloaded it. Look at that beautiful black and white face, which is just like Instagram. It's just Instagram, except he's the only person who can post <laughs> stuff. Look at this shit. I'm just scrolling for Nathan, everything Jeremy Renner has posted. Uh, six days ago, he oh, posted about onion rings, for example. That's great. But the crazy thing is that, and that that's what... Dude, he responds a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 his app. <laughs> yeah, you sh- can and should. I'm sure this. You think this is like him, or you think there's someone who works for him? I'm sure there's some kind of team involved, but maybe he replies some of them for real. Look at this. He's like one of his fans who is ranked as a number one fan. I don't know what that means. Uh, here's a picture of onion rings, right? And we get so many troll comments. So let me bring up something I found on the internet earlier. Oh no, my internet is down because we are in a car. <laughs> 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 let me connect a hot, hot, hot spot to my phone. Mm-hmm. Like people have taken because it's it's an app. It's not Instagram. It's not Twitter. It's not like super regulated, or at least it's not it's not fully regulated yet. Uh-huh. People have just been posting some fucked up shit. Oh no! Like for example, someone uh, created an account with the name Casey Casey anthony oh my <laughs> who if you didn't know 11 years ago um you know murdered her, her, daughter? her, her daughter jesus Christ. and is like posting shit to jeremy renner oh come on come on internet work for me basically sharing like hey jeremy we're your number one f- uh, I, i'm your number one fan and so was my daughter uh, there you go candid photo time here it says nathan candid photo time hey jeremy renner i am your biggest fan so was my kid hope you see this and it's a picture of fucking casey anthony with her child jeffrey epstein also comments and then like jeffrey epstein commented and then like jeremy renner posted allegedly it's a real jeremy renner. he says to everyone criticizing my app because casey anthony has created an account and is posting on the fan page spare me your tears this is an all-inclusive app if you don't like it you are free to leave uh, which doesn't acknowledge <laughs> the fact that one it's probably not her 
Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And then Jeffrey Epstein is posting, saying, I'm not dead. I'm whatever. It's just, it's craziness. Is Jeremy Renner app going to become the next 4chan? I, I mean, I feel like it already, I feel like 4chan's already all up on this, man. Oh, my goodness. This is crazy. It's a crazy. Look at this thing, Nathan. There's Jeremy Renner in the in in the woods asking if people wants to train. When did he, did he launch this app? I think it was a couple months ago, but it's only really come to the attention of the internet recently. <laughs> Let me see. I can even check when was his first post. <laughs> Jeremy Renner has an app. It's just that out of all the Avengers, he would be the last one that I would think would do this, only because of like his 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 persona. But I guess. I'm but wrong. like, who would? We'd be like, uh, yeah, I'm Chris Hemsworth. I'm gonna launch an app. That's what I'm gonna See, do. See, like, I, I like, would think would I would he? think Chris Hemsworth would have who an app before this? Jeremy Renner. But like, who does this in general? It's crazy. I know Dikosh had an app like really? years ago. Yeah. Did you know that Jeremy Renner has music? Yes, he sings quite well, actually. You can. He's a nomad. We're going to get copyright striked. Yep, done. <laughs> no, but yeah, he like, has 30-second clips on his app. So this used to be a bigger thing, like, in the early 2010s, actually, that, like, a lot of YouTube personalities, internet people, they would launch their own apps. I feel like ever since social media has become so much more... Um, of a thing, yeah. I mean, not not just more of a thing, but also like with Instagram, you can do so many things within it. You can like, put up polls, mm-hmm. questions, chats, whatever. You know, that Instagram is a feature where you can like start a chat group with random ass people. I had no idea. It is terrifying, and I'm fascinated. I can imagine. But yeah, in the early 2010s, like like a lot of people used to have their own apps because like it was like the app boom, right? Yeah, and it was like you could customize it to whatever you needed, pretty whatever. much. Yeah, okay. And um, and a lot a lot of people, Dekosh included, had an app. <laughs> <laughs> where you cool, could man. like from the app like um access all their social media download exclusive ringtones <laughs> things oh, like that geez. but i yeah. mean i feel it's also like an extension of like the just the fan page you know what i mean like our fan club even do we need an app the, the, yes we, we should launch an app the good hang app and then it's all just dick pics <laughs> just and like fart jokes and it's it's gonna be awful. of other people's dicks just di- yeah <laughs> And then you can be like, good hang or not good hang? <laughs> it's like, if it's erect, can it be a, can we count as a good hang? Probably yeah. not. But that's pretty cool. Yeah. Nathan, another thing I want to talk about, speaking, I mean, this is, I mean, all we do is live in an internet age. Nathan, have you been following the boom of the fucking Popeye's chicken sandwich? I have, but I don't understand it, and I kind of don't want to acknowledge it, because it's stupid. It's like a, it's like one of those, like, oh, it's going to be hot for a week, and then it's not going to mean anything to anyone that listens to this episode, like, three months later. Well, that's the thing, Nathan. It's not up to us what's hot. Okay. It's up to the internet. <laughs> All right. But like, for example, I, I mean, I hear you, but and like obviously this chicken sandwich is not available in Singapore. Fuck you, Popeye Singapore. Uh, but he goes, check out this recent article but Popeye from- Popeye Singapore has burgers already. It's not the same. Just put pickles on it. It's not the same. Uh, this is a headline from Business Insider. Robbers stormed a Popeye's in Houston demanding chicken sandwiches at gunpoint after being told the location was sold out. Because this sandwich sold out fast. Uh, like it's completely sold out now nationwide in America. And people are like- with guns who are like and trying it, to get some sandwiches. And it all started with a tweet. Yep. Not from Popeye's though. No, it was Chick-fil-A. They put yep. up a tweet about their chicken sandwiches. They were like, bread plus chicken plus pickles equals love. And then Popeye's replied something like... Y'all okay? Yeah. Y'all okay? I don't know. And from that, fucking the internet went nuts. Yeah. Because like, I mean, it's it's like a perfect storm of like internet craziness. Because okay, I've, if you guys don't know, Chick Fil A, which is like famous for their sandwich, first of all, the Popeye sandwich homophobia. and their homophobia, the Popeye's chicken sandwich is exactly the same components uh-huh. of the Chick Fil A sandwich, and 
fuck, man. The Chick-fil-A sandwich is so good. So it's a bread, it's a brioche bun with fried chicken and pickles and like mayonnaise. Now Chick-fil-A is notorious for their fucking like support of yeah, homophobic institutions donating to like <laughs> anti-LGBT movements and stuff being closed on Sunday because that's the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. Now, actually, I'm surprised it took so long for anyone to be like, kind of get in there. So it looks like Popeye's is trying to be like, okay. Fill up that Sunday market. Pretty much. <laughs> but also, like, we can be your chicken sandwich, people. Okay, so uh, to get some value out of this fucking story, um, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna shout out. Um, I think Singapore, we have a good, I mean, first of all, the McSpicy is pretty, it's, yep. it's a pretty ubiquitous, like, chicken sandwich of the nation. I can go for one of those And it's right a now. solid fucking one. But I'm going to shout out Burger King's often overlooked chicken tender crisp. I haven't had that in a really long time. Dude, the Burger King tender crisp is a solid sandwich. Mm. And I think they do it really well. I think you can request for pickles on it because they don't have it by default. Oh, so if you sense. So if you want the experience of the blah, 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 check out the Burger King tender crisp. It's not the same. It's, also, a, it's a solid sandwich though. Like the chicken is like breaded. I feel like it's closer to how Chick-fil-A breads their sandwich because it's not breaded the way McSpicy breads it where right, it's more right, like right. a fried chicken piece with like the thick craggly bits. Like like Burger King's Tender Crisp is almost like a very fine panko-ish, mm. not really. But the chicken's on point. Like the, the sauce is on point. Don't get the Tender Crisp Supreme because it comes with like turkey bacon and ham, yeah. which is like, it just, it's just too much sodium in that. It's just also, yeah. But like you get the regular Tender Crisp Get some pickles on it. I think you're going to get the experience. But also, if you're really into chicken sandwiches, and <laughs> come on, who isn't? Yeah. Uh, you go, jump on to Bon Appetit on YouTube, and they have a recipe for a chicken sandwich that will blow your fucking dick off. Yeah? Like, it's so good. Like, I made it a couple times already, and it's like with like hot sauce and panko breadcrumbs and... Ooh. Ooh. Chicken breast? Yes. Oh, no, chicken thigh. Okay. I mean, it's up to you. Right. But I use chicken thigh. I have one frozen upstairs. Maybe for a chicken I'm... sandwich, you got to do thighs. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you're trying to be healthy-ish... Chicken breast is good if you brine it and it keeps it juicy, but chicken thigh is the way to go for sure. Did you brine it in pickle juice? I didn't, but I should. That's what they do at Chick-fil-A. At least have pickles in it. Mm. In Chick-fil-A, they, they, they marinate. They brine their chicken quote, in, quote. in in uh, pickle juice for like nice. overnight. That's how they get that like briny, just like juicy kind of thing going on. No, what, what I did is you make, they suggest that you make a sauce, which was like, which I, I kind of altered. It was like QP mayo, cut up pickles, and hot sauce. Mm. It's fucking great. Nice. I'm hungry. <laughs> Nathan, that's all the news I have for you. Oh, do you have any fast. news to talk about? Um, or now do we play a game? Yeah, how long are we in? We're about an hour. Yeah, why not? Let's play the game. Woo! Yay! Uh, if you hate the games, now's a good time to tune away. Yeah. <laughs> this is the last bit. Just turn that shit off. Okay, this is going to be game a little inconvenient time. because it's on my computer. And oh, we're dear. Kind of wedged in this car. Can you transfer it somehow to your phone? Uh, no, because you I'm can't airdrop it. it? Why a, don't you airdrop it? I'm using a Pixel, John. Why don't you airdrop it to me then? I'm sweating so much. I know. Why is your car so hot? Because the engine is not running. Oh, I, okay. So like, we're battery powered aircon? Pretty much. Alright, let's get this game on before your car dies. Okay. Uh, game time. Alright. So um, because earlier on you were talking about how entertainment is all Disney now. It's true. And um, we might be entering a new age of entertainment being even more Disney once Disney Plus Disney opens Plus. up. Is Disney Plus going to come to Singapore? It's worldwide, right? Sure. Is it? Must Has be. to be. It's Disney. 
if they want to overtake Netflix, it has to be it's right. Disney. But you never know of the streaming services. Anyway, anyway. Um, uh, I feel like I should have researched that before. But anyway, with Disney Plus coming in and Netflix could be in danger. Netflix could be on the way out. So to pay our respects to Netflix, <laughs> I thought I'd do a little game of Netflix trivia. Oh. Yes. Because um, it's kind of like the big daddy on the block and we got we to gotta pay our respects, you know. Um, so here's some, a, a little trivia for you. And let's see how you do. I've got six questions. You need uh, three to pass, four to be considered a victor. Speaking of pass, I'm going to open this door before I pass out. Okay. Listen to that. <laughs> it's so much colder outside than it is in this car. Should I turn off the engine then? Can you you should me, turn off the engine. Can you help me turn off the engine? Okay, I will closer, turn off the engine. We're closer to it. Can I, should I go from the outside? Yes. Oh my God, it's so nice and cool out here. Oh my yeah. Jesus. How often do you hear this on a podcast? <laughs> this is real, baby. This is happening. <laughs> Uh, do I just What do I do, do I t- Where's the key uh, No just press the button The engine start stop button Yeah High tech oh, oh you're right It is much cooler outside <laughs> We were hot boxing ourselves We really were dude I feel like we were in a sauna We were in a Because it was really loud just now Japanese the, the, band sauna It was really loud just now Alright now it's doable Now it's doable But okay. let's play this fucking game With okay. no more interruptions Nice and quick First, so, Just so like sorry, the way listener. I make love So sorry listener First question Yes What was the original name for Netflix? Uh, do you was have multiple it, choice? Yes, yes, multiple choice. There you go, Nathan Hardone. Was it A, Replay, mm. B, Cinemail, Ooh. 3, Kibble, or mm. D? Did I just say A, B, 3? I'm not I sure. Did. And D, Nerdflorks. <laughs> As usual, you come up with really good multiple choices. See, like, I'm trying to get in your head, like, Kibble's the most random. Mm-hmm. But what was B again? So, B is Cinemail. And then what was 1? A, a is replay. Okay, those are all pretty good options. Uh, I'm gonna go. Cinemail seems too obvious. Uh, I'm gonna go. What was the first one again? Replay. It's replay, Cinemail, Kibble, or Nerdflurks. I'm gonna go with Kibble because that's just what my gut tells me to go with. Ding ding ding! Whee! The original name. Well, w- at least I don't think they went public with this, but they registered the company under the name Kibble.com. Right. Yeah. I feel like your other options, all three of your other options, would be better. I would be like, yeah, man, you guys see that thing on, on Cineflorks? <laughs> Okay, um, next Sounds question. Like a Rick and Morty planet. Okay, yeah, go. How many total Emmy wins has Netflix received over the years? Ah. Emmy wins for all categories. Let's see yeah, here. so is it A, 72, mm-hmm. B, 12? Did you say wins or nominations? Wins. Okay. Is it A, 72, mm-hmm. B, 12, C, 55, or D, 69? Yeah, <laughs> my brother. All of those are way higher than I would have guessed because I would have guessed like maybe like six. Oh, because okay, I know Crowns wants a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly Crown, just the Crown, just the Crown. Really? <laughs> uh, I will go. I will go with twelve. I will go with your lowest number. Okay, the answer was a seventy-two wins. Wins. Fuck for Get, what? Uh, so this includes shows like Orange Is the New Black, House right. of Cards, Master of None, um, uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Tons. So, here's another fun fact. They have received a total of 432 nominations. Wow, good for you, Netflix. They won 72. It's crazy. 72, man. I'm guessing you don't have a breakdown of what... what like You can Wikipedia that I, shit. You, yeah, fuck you, listener. Yeah. <laughs> it's also because I'm really hot and I don't want to get too much into it. Fair enough. All right. So, uh, next question. Uh, what's a good one? Ah, okay, there we go. This is a this is specific to the US because Singapore didn't have these stats available. Fair but enough. fair enough. At peak hours, how much internet traffic is Netflix taking up in the US? Whoa, I think you'll need a new word for it. Mm-hmm. Above terabytes. Is okay, it go A zero point three seven percent? 
Oh, percentage. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. so this is how much internet traffic Netflix is taking up during peak hours. Wow. So peak hours being around like 7 to 9, 10 p.m. So of all the internet usage, what percentage is being yes. used by Netflix? That's crazy. Is okay, it A, 0.37%, B, 3.7%, C, 37%, or D, 370%? <laughs> Uh, um, it sounds like a little, but to me, it sounds like a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with 3.7 percent. The answer might surprise you. The estimate 317 percent. It goes at 37 percent. What? Yeah. So this is why sometimes Netflix can get blurry or even buffer when you have crazy good internet connection because there's literally just like millions and millions of people on the same server, of which that server holds more than three petabytes of data. Petabytes, man. Yeah, that's crazy. A single petabyte is a million gigabytes, which that's doesn't crazy. sound like a lot when you put it that way, but it's a lot. A, a million, million gigabytes. A yeah, million that's a gigabytes. Lot. Um, yeah, I guess that makes sense actually when you think about it, because what else takes up that much bandwidth mm-hmm. than digital high def video? Yeah, and like they have like 4K streams and all yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah. 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 Oh, right. <laughs> next question. Nathan really is hot. Look how fast he's moving. Okay, go ahead for it. What's next? In the early 2000s, Netflix tried to sell itself to Blockbuster. Oh, stupid idiot. <laughs> what was the price tag they put on the service? Not a lot. Was it A, 5000 <laughs> B, 500000 C, 50 million or D, 500 million. So you're saying like, hey, Net- hey Blockbuster, buy us for yes. this amount. That's what you're saying. Yes, 5,000, 500,000, 50 million, or 500 million. Uh, no matter what, Blockbuster made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, it's oh, that, <laughs> you have no idea. I'm gonna buy- the, the fun fact after is going to blow your mind. The, re- the only reasonable thing I can think of is, is 50 million. And that seems like too much. If you, if, again, I had to guess in the dark, I'd be like 10 million. Mm-hmm. But since it's 500,000, it's just, that's, I can't... I can't believe that. Early 2000s, though. I can't believe that's true. It's like, dude, Netflix, let me buy you. I can take out a couple loans, but yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go with 50 million. And you are correct. Fair enough. Fair enough. So the company is now worth 126 billion USD. Bah, bah, bah. That is 175 billion Singapore dollars. Mm-hmm. And um, here's a fun fact. Um, after they rejected the sa- um, buying it, Blockbuster proceeded to ink a 20-year exclusive video-on-demand pact with... Enron Broadband Services. Good job. <laughs> good job, Blockbuster, making good choices. Oh, uh, yeah. So none of that worked out for anybody. You know, Nate, I think I've told you this before, but I was actually a very early adopter of Netflix when I was living in America. Yeah, you told me. You got yeah. DVDs in the mail. So like before before they had streaming, all they were was like a DVD mailing service. Like they'd send you a mail uh, with a DVD inside, DVD inside it. You'd watch it. There's a self-addressed post-it. You put it back in the mailbox and send it back. It was a smart service. Do you know apparently about 4 million people in the U.S. still subscribe to that specific DVD thing. Yeah, there's a reason for that, right? They just, like, they just have a deeper catalog right. on, the, on the mail. Yeah. Right. Like in the U.S., I don't think this happens in Singapore, but in the U.S., sometimes if you search for a movie and it's not there, it gives you the option, would you like to rent this instead? Right. I don't know if they still do that. They did that back in 2014, 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's cool because I mean I miss bonus features, which is not available on streaming. Like I miss like commentaries. Yeah, but they put that shit up on YouTube anyway. Not yeah. commentaries, but bonus features. I miss commentaries. Yeah. Illegally put up on YouTube <laughs> sometimes. Okay, cool. Next one. All right. Yeah, two more, right? Wow, I'm sweating so much. Okay, next question. It's true, ladies. Where did the term Netflix and chill originate from? <laughs> is it A, BuzzFeed, mm-hmm. B, Black Twitter, mm-hmm. C, Cosmopolitan Magazine, mm. or D, Your Mother? Well, my mama definitely used it. Uh, <laughs> Black Twitter, Cosmo, or BuzzFeed? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think believe it or not, it seems more most that makes the most sense to me that it was Cosmo. And you're wrong. Yeah. It oh. originated on Black Twitter. Yeah, that was my second guess. <laughs> I feel like most things originate from Black Twitter. Like Black most Twitter. memes, most like because you know like how Black culture is always generally permeated through pop culture anyway. That's what Elvis Presley did. You know, <laughs> stole from him. I feel like most internet culture starts there mm. anyway, and like the rest of us just kind of adopt it. It's like the birthplace of of meme life black people twitter started white people twitter gets it and then it's not cool anymore mm-hmm. fair enough okay. all right final question i am doing but no way but also like how, how do you how like i feel like because of the term netflix and chill that fucking shit term like i can't like because when i say i want to just netflix and chill i genuinely literally want to netflix and yeah chill. so like what do you say instead you want to you want to fucking and have a, a hot fuck <laughs> yes I would have a hot fuck. <laughs> that means in, in today's lexicon, that means to go home, sit on your bed, and watch some Netflix. You want you want to get hot and fuck? <laughs> yes. I think orange is the new black. Mm-hmm. Get hot and fuck with some glow. Okay. Okay. Final question, and this is a global thing. Does not apply to just the U.S. stats. What is the most watched show on Netflix? Oh, would you like to just stab stab before I give you the options? I'm gonna make a guess of category. I bet you it's a fucking kid show. But go ahead. Okay, but are you going to stab at anything, really? I don't know enough of, like, I, like Peppa the Pig, is that on Netflix? Yes. Okay, I don't know. All right, give me the multiple choice answers. Okay. Definitely a kid thing, because parents just be like, oh, Netflix, it's, it's, an, it's a new babysitter. Just throw your kids in front of it. <laughs> All right, what we got? So, um, sorry to disappoint you, but none Not of that. Peppa the Pig, fuck up. Yeah. So, is it A, Orange is the New Black? Yeah. B, House of Cards? Yeah. C, The Office? Ooh. Or D, Friends. Breaking Bad? Oh, it's definitely The Office. It's definitely The Office because I remember saying that like NBC wanted to take back The Office and Netflix was like, no! <laughs> it's The Office. Final answer. You are correct! Yes. It's The Office! I believe they're taking back Friends as well. That's NBC yeah, yeah, as well, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I think NBC Universal. Wow. Because they're starting their own streaming service. Yeah, but I feel like it's going to like, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, Netflix is a thing, then everyone tries their own thing, and it's going to come back to one thing eventually. Um, Red Letter Media recently did a video on this specific topic they recently did a video on like streaming services in general Mm. and like some of it's complete bullshit as they tend to do but like a lot of it is very true about like how every fucking buddy is doing a streaming service like NBC Universal is doing one Disney is doing one freaking Fox is doing one like everybody is getting a streaming service and then slowly you're gonna see all those licensed shows leave Netflix and it's gonna be so sad why can't it all just be on one thing the internet like friends is leaving netflix how's that possible how can you do that like that's like the that's like the go-to but also here's a fun fact to this day i still haven't seen the office you should get hot and fuck with some office man it's not the u.s one at least so good yeah it's so good i need to get hot and fuck with the office you everyone needs to get hot and fuck with the office all right we'll do i'm gonna put that on my list along with um the what's that other thing that I've been wanting to watch for a long time? That Friday Night Lights. Me. No, uh, West Wing. No, Band of Brothers. All of those. Yeah. But that's on Netflix. No, but that's another one of those shows that like I know I should watch, but Get I haven't. On it, son. And The Wire as well, and The Sopranos. And Get on all yeah. those things. You think your time is so precious? Is it? Uh, it's just hard to start a show. Although recently I did kind of dabble. I started this show called The Sinner because it looked like it didn't have that many episodes. With Jessica Bial? Yes. Oh. Six episodes a season. I'm three in and it's fascinating. Mm. 
Yes. I'll get onto that. I'll, maybe I'll, I'll I'll hard fuck with you with that with that one. Yeah. I'm just so I, I just really love like crime dramas. Like Mindhunter. Mindhunter season two. Dude, I haven't gotten to it yet. Mindhunter is amazing. It is the most boring show about serial killers. <laughs> it's the most boring show ever made about serial killers, but it's amazing. It's so fascinating. Okay, I'll check it out. It is so so fascinating. Um so yeah, that's game time. That is all I got. And um I, th- I think that's all I have left for this episode because I am tired, I am hot, I'm sweating. Um, recording in this car was a semi-good idea, but also terrible. It was fine before the, like, when we just had the doors open. I'm drenched. Now, yeah, Nathan, luckily he's wearing his airism. Full yes. circle. Hey! All right. Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 103. Uh, I'm John. I am sometimes Nathan. Sometimes Nathan, sometimes sweaty. You are always you, and stay that way. We'll see you next week with new episodes, and hopefully we'll get some guests on. And hopefully, I forgot to address T's little thing there. Hopefully, hopefully, one day soon, we can talk about the live episode, which hopefully is happening very soon. Nah, it's going to happen. All right. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for the hang. Thanks for the hang. What a place to be. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing It's a good day for a good time with a good hang